going on, everybody? You're listening to episode 137 of Geeks Warriors Podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks! And LJ Lowry. Insert creative introduction here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Nathan Fillion's Uncharted, Aquaman, DreamWorks Netflix shows, and the Geeks Under Grace podcast team in the apocalypse. Also, I should probably address that Shelly's not here, and she usually is. <laughs> People are going to be like, did you, were you just going to forget about her? No, she's at camp or yeah. work Yeah, or I think volunteering uh, for some kind of camp, I believe. Making a sweet okay, cool. bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Tie-dye shirts. There you go. <laughs> Special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace. Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Ryan Emmy, Michael Miller Jr., Samantha Billups, and Walker Triplett, as well as everybody else who donates. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We love you. But yeah, I am super excited to get in the show because uh, I have been playing a game that I am dying to talk about. I think I'm actively playing it right now. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let loose. Should be playing on the job. <laughs> I'm just grinding. That that's actually really smart. I first of all, Octopath. It's Octopath. Octopath Traveler. Yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting that there's Traveler at the end because I just. I'll just call it Octopath. Octopath. It's, it's you have been to amazing. Travel game. all eight paths, Cody. <laughs> That's true. I. It is great. The grinding is like easy, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Like I love the combat system in this one. Yeah. It gets in depth when you need it to. Uh, you know, it feels like to me, anyways, uh, that getting out into the open, grinding is literally hit the A button while you do something which some people might not like but i don't want to think while i'm grinding right i want it to be as easy for me to access as possible and then when you get into story stuff then it gets really in depth and you actually are doing a lot of strategizing and figuring out when's the best time to use these points that add up Mm -hmm. to do kind of a better move and then there's elements and strengths and weaknesses uh there's a lot to that combat when it needs to be, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, so I'm at the point now where I've, I've, I know you've got what, like five characters, Cody. Yes. Okay. I'm about 17 hours in now. Uh, I'm about nine. Okay. People's and I've, I've got all eight characters, and I'm at the point now where, in order to do the chapter two for each character, they recommend a level that you be at. I'm right. not at any of those levels. <laughs> okay. So I'm, fair. <laughs> I'm kind of running around grinding XP. Have you fought one of those things that has the bag? Super elusive? I ran into one, and it ran <laughs> away immediately. The cat that was holding a bag? I've seen three of them. They give you enough experience to go from level 1 to level 10. Good grief! So if you defeat him, yeah. does that mean the cat is in the bag? <laughs> I, I guess so. in the bag! <laughs> uh, they, and they give you, like, what was it, 8,000 gold or 4,000 gold? Nice. They give you a ton of ton of gold or whatever Good you want to grief, call it. Good grief, dude. Yeah, that's Currency. pretty significant. <laughs> yeah. In that game, like, for reference, uh, at five characters right now, each time I fight something, win a fight, I get, like, 200, hmm. not thousands. Unless it's, like, get, a boss battle or something. Yeah, yeah. And you get job points and stuff. I, so, yeah. The weakness system, I think, is what makes this so interesting. The, the yeah. break system. I like, guess they call um, it the break system. Persona kind of has something like that, yeah. And I, I just think that makes it so interesting because each character has specific move sets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like with the thief, you can steal. With the merchant, you can like s- take coins off of them. 
with the hunter you can capture monsters but that goes up so it's it's a low percentage chance of off the start of course the more damage that they take the higher percentage it goes but if you put them in a break state it ramps it way up too oh nice yeah so when you break them they lose a turn and they take more damage and they're right. a lot higher percentage for you to be able to execute these special moves huh that's cool yeah, there's a lot of depth to this combat. And it's just, the way that it all plays together works so well. Like, if you have the Scholar in your party, have you got the Scholar yet? Not yet, no. When you, if he is in your party, when you first load into a fight, his very first default move just by being in the party is identifying one weakness for every enemy on the field. Nice, that's okay. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. That would be super useful for a lot of those yes. boss yeah. and stuff. Yes, the other yeah. thing that I was really worried about uh, that is completely not an issue was they were like, you, each character starts at level one. So I was like, man, yeah. I've got to bring a character all the way up. I'm already you know, <laughs> at level like 19 on one of my characters. Yeah. But when you take them through their story, they level up significantly because yeah. of your characters you already have in the party. And it's not super easy each character you get, they ramp up the level for the next characters. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're not just gonna. Yeah, it's not you're just, you're not just gonna steamroll the other seven paths. Huh. Because you finished right. one. I, I like that about it. That's cool. Yeah, it's been really nice. I was super worried that I was gonna. It take forever to level them up. You'd already have you'd have this super imbalance, uh, and they took care of that amazingly. Yeah, it works really well. It's probably I, my favorite JRPG. Uh, combat system in a considerable amount of time. Yeah, I like that, uh, what yeah. is it, that boost mechanic for attacking when you can hold off and like let it build up and you can just unleash Yeah, on that him. was that point thing I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I, from the yeah. demo I, I played, I, I enjoyed that aspect of the combat. Yeah, if and you, you can, can use be that patient. boost in different situations, like yeah. not just fighting or right. attacking, but you can also, if you have a healer, mm-hmm. it'll actually yeah. make him heal more. Oh, that's cool. Or, or if you're doing a buff, like speed up for two turns, like yeah, there's there's one that if it boosts your speed for two turns, it'll make if you, you go, save it up. It'll make you go quicker the next turn, or it'll give you the next turn up. It lasts a lot longer, so okay. it, instead right. of only working for two turns, it'll you know if you max it out, it'll boost your speed or your defense ah, or whatever for okay. eight turns. Oh, whereas Joe was mentioning, uh, you can capture creatures with one of the characters. Yeah, boosting that up actually gives it a higher percentage to capture or to steal or grab coin. Oh, neat. Like yeah. A, yeah. like agility, I guess, kind of right. Better chances. Better chances working. Yeah. Sweet. The the one complaint that I've heard about the game, and and LJ is the one that pointed it out to me. I'm not far enough in to verify it myself yet, mm-hmm. but he said that the the eight stories don't really play together very that, well. That's what I heard. For the record, I don't actually have the game yet, but I've been kind of just hearing what people have been saying about it, and I hear they don't really join well together in the fact that like. I don't I don't know if this is true myself, but apparently, like a lot of, in a lot of the JRPGs, there's that big like cataclysmic event or that big bad like villain or whatever. Um, right. And I don't think that, I don't know to what extent that's there, but apparently, like okay. some of the some of the criticisms I've heard is that it can feel disjointed at times because it's all about just getting the the octopath characters and about playing through their stories, and that's what it through is. Theirs. So I wonder. If that is, because like I said, none of us have seen the end yet, and I don't want to know the end. Yeah. Uh, if it would be yeah, one thing, I know for it. sure 
when they meet, it is a little off-putting. Right. That, like, so the one that I just played as, uh, he met the rest of my party. Hmm. And then we would go to the location we needed to go to, and he would interact with those people as though the rest of my party wasn't there. Yes. Yeah, like, I hear they, they sometimes banter between each other, but it's usually, like, one-on-one or whatever. Like, I haven't seen that yet. Huh. There's a party chat system, and I haven't figured out, how, like, if you activate it or if it just happens, I might not be far enough in to do that. Huh. I've not seen it at all, either. Yeah, Weird. I've been told that they, they interact. And the way that I heard it, it almost seemed like Pokemon Yellow as, like, you know, you turn around and you talk to one of them, and then they say something. Okay, kind of like... I haven't yeah. tried it yet, because if, if you've got multiple people in your party, they do follow behind you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just tried it. It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe... Are you in a, a secondary pa- Are you in, like, the... You got all the characters, so are you in another mission that's outside of that? So right now, I'm just kind of grinding. I've, yeah. I'm ready to go to the next location. And so I, I can tell you this from experience. I went to the, where the second place would be because it's a town and you get fast travel. I just right. wanted to unlock the fast travel. As soon as you walk in, it says, hey, there's a story beat here. Do you want to activate that story beat or do you just want to come into the town without worrying about the story? Hmm. Mm. Okay. And and there may be two or three stories that cross at that path at the same time. Oh, wow. So you, it, it gives you a choice. You can pick this character's path, this character's path, or just go into the town and do it. Okay. Know, That's barter, cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. To steal from children. <laughs> <laughs> or to buy things off of them. <laughs> yeah, we have so a good far, person. In real life. <laughs> based on the, the voice acting, I think so far the merchant's my favorite character, Tressa. Her voice actress, I don't know who it is, but her voice actress does a phenomenal job. Okay. Cool. I We were talking a little bit about the storytelling. I will say that the way that the stories are being told is really cool. I love this atmosphere. Right. The stories themselves are the most generic stories. They are. To a degree. I mean, <laughs> and, see, and see, that's where I think that disjointedness might come from, probably. Like, yeah. the thief is Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, that says says a lot without saying too much. Yeah, you're you're actually exactly right. <laughs> that, that was the one I played in, in the demo, was the thief. I, I That's something I never do in RPGs like that, but I really liked uh-huh. him as far as I played. There's a knight, and he's literally like... I'm not a knight anymore. I've lost everything. And it's like, all right, I get it, man. You're every knight in every movie ever. I mean, like, I, and and I thought that the, the thief story was really good. I think the merchant story is pretty cool. The scholar story is good. Hmm. Okay. I think the scholar story is interesting. Uh, but, but like you said, I don't know how. And the priestess story I, I liked. Okay. But it's not stuff that we haven't seen in other forms of media. Like... Yeah, like it's you said. generic <laughs> is the best way to put it. Yeah, but it's not bad. I mean, they're I using mean, things that are popular. I would yeah. say, and and you see world building elements from the same thing kind of yeah. interweave in different things. Because <laughs> you know the the priestess is a priestess of uh, the f- flame of Alfric or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the exact thing, but but you see you see that faith element play out in other parts of the story. Oh, cool! Like you. You'll walk into this other town, and there's a cathedral there. And you walk in, and he immediately starts talking about the flame of Alfric and and how and how the the light of Alfric shines and all this sort of stuff. So okay, I'm excited to meet the priest. 
Um, That's the cool. Town the priestess name. is a really good character. The the town name so far have been a little silly. <laughs> yeah. Cobbleton is a town made of cobblestone. <laughs> See, yeah. and that's where, I, as you guys have been talking, I've been thinking like, literally, like months ago, this we just we still only knew this game as Project Octopath Traveler. Like they didn't even we yeah. they didn't even give it a new name. Like I feel like this game is very proof of concept. And I feel like this is something, like, if they see it as a success, they will use it in future uh, RPGs, I feel like. Yeah. I I still stand by, you know, I kind of was jokingly saying it um, before, but I think that if they were to make a Chrono Trigger sequel they could do it with, with, with this, this engine like this. and this art style, yeah, would be yeah. really good. My brother walked in while I was playing the other night, and he, I said, what do you think of the way it looks? He said, that looks like an old Sega Genesis game. And I said, yes, exactly <laughs> yeah. it does. Yeah. He said, why would you want to play that? I said, this <laughs> game is proof that you can have good <laughs> gameplay without having to have modern, <laughs> I mean, you know, super fancy graphics That's like stuff. my family I feel bad. walking in. I brought my I Switch to work indie. for the first time. And everyone's like, oh, cool. I want to see, like, what car- like what games do you have? And I'm a, I'm a cartridge owner. Yeah. So I didn't bring any of them with me. And I'm like, I got Sonic Mania. And I've got Octopath, and they're like, you don't have anything, like, good? <laughs> Man. And I was like, these are good. They're yeah. just not HD-looking, like... Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, look at this lighting. It's amazing. And they're like, yeah, but it's, it's pixel art. Those are <laughs> old it's graphics. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and for a pixel art game, like, it does look fantastic. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. The, the water... Have you look, paid attention to the way oh, the yeah. water looks in the cities? <laughs> oh my goodness! That hyper realistic. When you do the merchant, when you do the merchant storyline, pay attention to the water because okay. it looks incredible. Which is really dumb to say, but uh, I like the age. river uh, that the apothecary in his town. Yeah, uh, it's got a riverbed <sighs> that's just beautiful. So something somebody else pointed out to me, and I'd actually not really paid much attention to it, but it's totally true. The first letter of each character's name combined spells out Octopath. I didn't realize that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Ophelia, Therion, Cyrus is the scholar. <laughs> it, it totally... I, I double-checked it to make sure it does indeed spell out Octopath. I didn't realize it was eight letters. I was counting them in my head. Nice. That's <laughs> cool. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's been, it's been really great. Uh... <laughs> Have, have you been playing anything else? I, I feel like I haven't touched anything else. I, I actually did before Octopath released. Okay. Um, Shining Resonance Refrain. It's a JRPG that's on... Everything. It's on the PS4, Xbox... <laughs> yeah, everything but Switch. It is on Switch. <laughs> oh, that's right, it yeah, is! It is. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy it on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I saw <laughs> so it in the eShop. It's an action RPG. So it's nice. kind of this modern RPG take. But like you run around, you you run into dudes in the field and then other enemies will run in from the ether off screen and you fight them all in real time. Uh it's okay. it's from the Shining Force RPG yeah. franchise that Sega did. So this is a Sega huh. game. One of the Shining games I really got into was a it was an action RPG on the Game Boy Advance. It was called Shining Soul 2 and it okay. was very like action it was very action rpg heavy to where it was almost to the point where it was like diablo meets like zelda and you could pick a bunch of different classes and pick up different armor and weapons and stuff like that was my shining 
series game right there. It was super cool. And and I liked it. I mean, I'm ha- I was having a good time with it. I had about 15 hours into it before Octopath released. And that's okay. from, from Tuesday to Friday. I'd put about five <laughs> hours a day into it. Nice. I, I was really enjoying it. The story is interesting. The, the problem that I have with it is that every character is literally a waifu. Yeah, I only saw okay. maybe about one male in the entire like footage I'd yeah. seen or whatever. Like, There's, yeah. And I mean, they play up on it too yeah. because I, I went and looked at the trophy list. There's a trophy <laughs> list for having your first date. Yeah, the... Uh, the uh, the marketing campaign even says like something about action RPG with waifus or something like that. Is and the uh, <laughs> is the male character a husbando? I have no idea. I just had gotten him in the party when Octopath <laughs> released. He plays so okay. they all have musical instrument based weapons though. Oh, cool! So it's it's, it's like shining Res- sixty four shining resonance refrain is the the, the theme and so yeah. like you've got one woman that has a club that doubles as a flute and the guy <laughs> oh, has a dope. guitar that he uses as a as an axe that's cool um, <laughs> an axe guitar <laughs> yeah yeah um but the third the third character you get in your party like it's it's disgusting how forward it is with that <laughs> with that culture you oh, can straight yeah. up see her underwear like mm. n- with no effort at all it's and, and that's that's the crowd that they're playing to. I didn't know that. You know what? I don't. And remember. it's sad because that's a fun game that doesn't need it. I don't remember what right. game it I mean, was. No game needs it, but I don't remember what game it was recently. But I saw something. It was a, for a particular JRPG where there was a developer that said, like, you know, he's not going to apologize for cult, for cultural preferences or whatever. And it was related to a JRPG kind of like that. And I was like, really? <laughs> I mean, it's well, it was, very. There was a fighting game at E3, and they were like. Your games have been. It's got to be dead or alive. Yeah, it's got to be DOA. Is that a fighting game? Yeah, yeah. Might have been that then. And the uh, they asked him. They're like, you know, your video games have been known to like objectify women. And his answer was, we try to make all characters attractive. Actually, if if it's not DOA, then it has to be uh, Soul Calibur. Oh yes, yeah. It might have been Soul Calibur. Yeah it, it, yeah, it has to be one of those two. <laughs> anyway, I tried not to get on that topic, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely the cultural no, thing. So I'll say this. If, if you don't have a Switch and you're looking for a fun action RPG, uh, Shining Resonance is fun. Yeah. But be aware that there's going to be that content yeah. if, if that's something that you're concerned about. Because I wasn't expecting that at all. And I didn't do my research. I'll, I'll say that too. <laughs> It happened. I didn't do my research on it. But now you don't have to because you have a podcast you listen to. That's so right. Yeah. research for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that podcast is currently playing a 16-bit RPG. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of mad that I didn't grab mine. I was like, I try to stay hyper-focused, but I totally yeah. could have A-buttoned through. I mean, that's all I'm doing talking. right now. I'm, I'm holding. I f- if I'm not holding a, a good conversation, call me out because I feel like I am. Yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah. great. But I have no just, idea. That. I would I would not have known until you said something. That's funny. <laughs> this is it, it is very unprofessional what I'm doing right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I should not be doing this. The grinding, like I said, it's well, not to go back to art. But it's very easy oh, yeah. uh, when you're not in story. Well, it's like when you guys like obviously I'm on the back end of, you know, the editing and producing side recording a backup file most of the time. So usually right. as I'm listening to you guys and 
I'm also playing something on my Switch usually. Like last yeah. week. Right. Because I mean, mostly you're just taking note of like this. Yes. And then I'm trying to chime this. in where I can with things to help you guys out and be like, hey, oh, it's this thing. That's what this is called. Or right. Whatever. Um, but last yeah. week I was playing the Captain Toad demo, which I've not picked up the full game yet. But um, that's okay. But, oh. Yeah. That game so, the demo. That's one of my very few. <laughs> it's one of the few Wii U games I think made that console worth its salt. Oh yeah, and I so never I played it. Part yeah. of me wants to pick it up on the Switch, but I've got a I've got a <laughs> two hundred hour RPG here. Yeah, so the demo I the first is it two hundred hours? I have no idea. Probably, uh, but I'm assuming I heard if 60. you grind enough, Persona's like a hundred. So I was like two hundred. That'd be a lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I will get let you talk about Captain Toad. Did you? There are. This might be a spoiler for some people. I but it was an article. There are four hidden characters in the game. What in Octopath? Yeah. <gasps> that look on a JRPG your face. with hidden characters. That look on your face is great. But, but I don't know where they are. I didn't look. That. You can multi-class um, too. Yeah, the multi-classing is super cool. Yeah. You can find four characters. Oh. I'm guessing that the four characters are probably post-game because there's a post-game dungeon. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know yet. I'm just hoping to find like stumble on one <laughs> on accident. That's great. Anyway. That uh, makes me real Toad. excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, the Captain Toad demo was not something I was going to talk about, but I can talk about it really quick. Um, okay, yeah. So, it was the first two, or the, the it was three, the first three levels of the game, I think. And Were they're they the very, like... Levels? Yeah, they're levels. Um, it's not a free-roaming game. Um, no, no, I mean, were they the Wii U levels mm-hmm. or were they new levels? They were the, I think they were the Wii U levels because I didn't recognize any of them. Um, so Wait, so they were the Switch levels? Y- well, okay, so here's, here's, <laughs> here's where it, it gets uh, confused or where I think we got confused is um, there are levels that got removed from the Switch version that were related to Super Mario 3D World. And I think you have Wii U and Switch mixed up. Yeah, well, so what happens is they re- removed the Wii U levels from the, the 3D World Mario levels right. and put the okay. Odyssey ones in. But what I meant to say was, no, that they're not, they weren't, uh, like, Mario-themed or Odyssey-themed, I guess. Uh, but Okay, so they were get levels from the Wii U. Yes, version. they were from the base game, I guess. Um, okay. They were very short, the ones I played. You collect three hidden gems, you collect coins, and you collect a star. And it, they're very puzzle-oriented. They yeah. were very bite-sized mm-hmm. and short, which I think is going to be great for the Switch. The level mm-hmm. that sold me was there's a boss fight type of level. I, it's not really a boss fight because you're not directly attacking him, but there's this dragon that is like trying to shoot fire at you in like a volcano. And so as you're going through the level, you have to take cover behind these walls so that way he doesn't hit you. And so you have to collect okay. the hidden gems. And so as as you get to the star, there's this ladder you're climbing up, and the dragon knocks it down. And so it falls on his head, and you get and you like get the star uh, that way. But I just thought it was so epic, like it was so like immersive because you're trying to take cover as this dragon's like trying to get you. It was pretty cool. That was awesome. That, yeah, that dragon's from the Wii U game. Yeah, so I, okay. that that was the level that sold me. I'm like, okay, I need to buy this game. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was Captain Toad. Another thing I have been playing is. Uh, I'm working on my review right now. It's uh, for a game called Way of the Passive Fist. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's been out for a couple months. It's an old school style beat-em-up. 
Okay. And um, so what it is, instead of trying to actively be aggressive and beat the snot out of guys, you have a parry and a dodge button and, like, a shove button. So you're trying to build up a combo. Like, as guys attack you, you have to, like, do the right timing and stuff and based on what they do. And so you build up to, like, a super punch to where he will punch a guy or he does have special abilities, but most of the time you're evading and attacking. Okay. Yeah, so it's so it's super opposite of what you would think as a beat em up. Um my sub headline That's is cool. My sub headline is probably gonna be uh, passive fist run or block em up instead of beat em up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sad that you could hit people in it. I, well, I really wish they would have gotten so like one hundred percent. There's a story reason that I think there's a reason he doesn't use his arm very much because he blocks with a regular arm. Like he uses that as like his parry arm. Then he's got a mechanical, like, robotic fist. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, violet there's a story. The there's a story reason that he doesn't use it, which they don't tell you that's why, but I think it's why. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, but his super move, well, he's got one where he'll do, like, a punch, and it'll knock the guy out. It'll drain their meter. Because you have to fatigue them to actually knock them knock them out. Okay. Uh, with the shove. Um so it sounds when, exhausting. Well, it, it is. It's very... Um, <laughs> well, it's not exhausting. It's just you got to be super focused. Like So the idea is you have to dodge and parry until this meter over their head runs out, and then you can hit the shove button, and it'll knock them out. So you don't have to necessarily use your super ability. Okay. But he's got like the punch, the first super ability. He's got one where he'll grab the guy and slam him down, like do a little choke slam, and it'll do a wave that knocks out everybody else. I haven't um, played a lot of beat-em-ups. Like, oh, the last one that I played a lot of was Double Dragon for the NES. Yes. Like, yeah. It hasn't been that long. I've played it, like, in the last few years. I was going to say, I, that was the very first video game I ever owned. Yeah, I th- it was okay. one of the first I played. If you want to play some more, I recommend Golden Axe and Streets of Rage 2. Streets okay. of Rage! Yeah. <laughs> um, so that game's cool. It does take a lot of, like, focus. Like, it's one of those games, like... I found myself not blinking when I was playing it. Like, if you blink, you're going to mess up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that game's huh. cool. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I finished it, and it's solid. Uh, my review will be up at some point in the next few weeks. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I I went back to, and it's so crazy that I did, but I've been playing a lot of Shadow of War, uh, the Middle Earth game. Oh, wow. And Is that I, the second one? Shadow of Mordor. Yes. Yeah, it's the Shadow okay. of Mordor sequel. I have 25 hours in that game, and I am only like on the second or third area. Like, I haven't even finished the story. Uh, is the, what is it called, Nemesis System? Yes. So that's where, what I kind of wanted to get to is um, you have to recruit, like, I mean, everybody knows, knows this, I believe. You have to recruit, like, orcs to your army, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to get them on your side so that way you can siege the fortress. But it's so crazy because I forgot how invested you can get into these orcs. Like, you forget they're orcs, but they're your men. Like, uh, I had this one, um, his name was Thrak, the Spearmaster. And so, I ca- after I captured him and, and branded him, I, I helped him. I tried to help him level up and build up strength. So, we went on, like, a hunt and did a couple other missions. And uh, it was cool because I, I decided, like, okay, I'm going to send you to infiltrate this war chief and be his bodyguard so that way we can jump him so that way we can double team him and so what they do it's like a glorified it's like a lord of the rings version of pokemon almost because you go make him do a pit fight and (laughs) and he fights automatically and so it's like you you're kind of rooting for him like come on kick kick this other one's butt 
And so it's like you never know if they're going to win or not because there could be some special ability or some quirk this orc has that can straight up devastate yours. And so it was heartbreaking because I lost Thrak the Spearmaster. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I was like. Would you say that the Nemesis system is still as revolutionary as it seemed when it came out? (sighs) See, Shadow of War improved it so much. Like, I. The story is the weakest part of that game by far. Like, like I said, I have mm-hmm. 25 hours into it, and I've barely, like, I'm in the se- only in the second or third area. But to me, it's it's so amazing, because before, in the first one, you didn't get a lot of time with these other orcs on your side. And now they're randomly generated as well. So you never know okay. what kind of special abilities your orc is going to have. Like, he can have poison weapons. Like, there was this orc I found, I should have captured him, but... He had some title, but he okay, carried on. he carried like poison jars on his belt, whatever, because he would use them against his enemies. Like he was, he had poison, okay. he had like a poison effect that he would use. Aren't there some that play musical instruments? Yes, I think there was one of them. There, yeah, there there is one of them that uh, that did that maybe in the first game. I think my mind goes both ways. I'm like, is it like metal guitar or is it like ukulele? <laughs> it's a lute. Yeah. Okay. So oh, he'll. He'll sing a song and then use that as a club. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like, an example, one one of the crazy things that happened is um, I had no idea this could happen, but I went to take out this... There are these bigger versions of orcs. I forget what they're called. They're, like, troll size, though. And when Uruk-hai? I... Uruk-hai? No, they're bigger than Uruk-hai. They're, like, ogre. Oh. Um, so what happened was that when I was defeated... He broke my weapon. He literally took my sword and broke it in half. And I was like, you broke my good sword. How dare you? Like, I'm going to come hunt you down when I when I respawn. Uh, so <laughs> I found out that uh, the game tells you, you know, your sword has been broken. If you wish, um, get revenge and forge, <laughs> and forge the same sword when, when upon his defeat. But it'll be much stronger. And so I said, "Oh, knows, it's like you are ready." Yeah. So I said, "Oh yeah, baby, I'm going to get my sword back." <laughs> like, <laughs> like K from Men in Black when he jumps, when he's like, "I'm gonna go get my gun back." <laughs> you are not Ulrich the Unbending. What? Octopath reference. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just the stories are so organic. Like there was another orc that he, he was like known as like the mysterious or something. Like every now and then when I would be near defeat. He would pop up and come help me, and he said, and he tells you stuff. He'll be like, he'll be like, you better watch your step next time, Ranger, because I may not be here and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, I've never met this guy before. Huh. <laughs> yeah. He's been watching you. Yeah, so it's creepy. Like, they ambush you and stuff. Oh. Um, anyway, I could go, like, I could tell you guys, there's just so many organic little stories within that game that, like, I don't even want to finish the main story I, I could just play that the entire time <laughs> that's cool <laughs> which they they do get to an endless mode after you finish the game so oh okay mm-hmm. yeah so anyway that's what I've been playing I've, I've played this so much this weekend <laughs> cool well yeah. we've got some exciting gaming news uh, yeah. I think all three of us yeah uh, we'll talk let's have something to say about this first one go ahead yeah, Jeff so okay uh, so there's there's been news for rumors and news and w- rumors of war for years and wants. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody wants Nathan Fillion to play Nathan Drake in an Uncharted movie. Right. Well, it happened. <laughs> yeah. It's in a yeah, fan movie. Of. It's a fan film. 
It's about a 15 minute long fan film. It's on it's mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. We'll have the link in the show notes. Cody, did you go watch it? I know LJ and I did. Yeah, no, I watched it. I thought it was amazing. It's straight up like watching a scene of the game. Yep. I thought it was really well done. And, and they've just, got the humor because it's Nathan Fillion. The humor playing was Drake. down perfect. Like when yeah. Oh, I just I'll never forget whenever the the little the little guy shows up and he just starts laughing. El Tigre. Yeah, El Tigre. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like a fan film either. Like they've got drones have made shots just amazing. Like you yeah. do so much of the drone now. So you have these aerial views, and then you've got these big actors. They had several significant characters. Like, there were several yeah. significant actors in that, though. Mm-hmm. It felt was... like it would have been a great movie for, like, TV or something. Like, maybe, like, a Netflix movie or just some kind of TV show, in a way. Like, I wouldn't say it was, like, a... Felt like a big-budget, like, blockbuster, but definitely no. felt like a movie you could find on, like, Netflix or Amazon somewhere. Well, that's... My brother was straight up like, there's no way this is... Like, somebody's funding this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think of Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. They're like, this is just test footage. And then next thing you know, that's <laughs> like huge. a... Yeah, it got huge, and it was literally well, a chunk of that movie. And a couple years ago at Denver Comic Con, someone had asked Nathan Fillion, hey, would you play this character? And he kind of joked, and he was like, yeah, I think I could play an attractive, like, funny guy, smart. Uh, he's like, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good at that. Uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of referencing Mel from Firefly a little bit. Right. I, I can't remember the right wording. Yeah. But he was really invested in it. was mostly like, there's not much I can do. If you guys want this to happen, you're the market. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like, like you're right, probably. Someone's putting money into this and they were like, we want this to happen. So we're going to do this and hopefully it'll actually take off and get you a movie. I bet all of the actors that were part of that are ready to be like casted into a, a real. I mean, it's interesting because when I pulled up the the YouTube video, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that channel only had eighteen hundred subscribers, but that that video had like thirty million views. Oh, oh wow. yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about what channel it was on. It was just some <laughs> dudes. It was like Alan Unger or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't really think about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I figured IGN had it or something. Uh-uh. No, it was... Huh. I mean, some dude put it I on think YouTube. IGN actually got an exclusive clip of it before it came out. Because I saw... I, when I went to look it up, on I googled it, and it said, like... Uh, it was said some hours ago, and it said, Exclusive uh, clip of uh, Uncharted fan film. So I think they did get some coverage of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is it was, absolutely amazing. If great. you like Uncharted, if you like Nathan Fillion, either one, you should go mm-hmm. watch this. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way that they do some of the action shots and stuff is like straight out of the games. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw them, I said, oh no, are they going to do this? And I was like, this could be bad. And then, But it just turned out so well. Like, whenever they yeah. started to do that behind the back, like, third person camera view, I was like, oh... <laughs> yeah, it, it was spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if I could do a whole movie of the third person camera like, no. combat. No, but, but it was really cool to see that in live action, and that's a thing that yeah. a lot of fan films do. Uh, I'm trying to think. Rocket Rocket Jump, they are the ones that did video game. Oh high yeah, school. yeah, yeah. He's 
uh, Freddie Wong's done a few of those shots, and he does them amazingly too. They like say if this video game was real or whatever, and then have those three D shots that are. Really I think cool. what they could do if they were to do something like that, I know it's not a critically acclaimed movie and it gets ragged on a lot, but Doom, the Doom movie had like a short segment where it was straight up like first person stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like part of the climax and I thought it was cool, a creative idea. So maybe if they were to do like a short segment like that in an Uncharted mm-hmm. movie just once as like a nod, I think that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, this was, yeah. that's kind of how they did this was it was exactly. a short part of it wasn't that. the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And it was really good. Like, it was enough to make us happy. We're like, that's so it cool. It wasn't like one like of those GTA in real life uh, YouTube videos that came up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on from that, Square Enix is apologizing because, well, guess what? We bought too many physical copies of the game and they don't. They didn't make <laughs> enough. Yeah. Well, that was uh, specifically for Amazon, right? I I have no idea. I just know that, I mean, because I got a physical copy through Amazon as well, but Weird. we pre-ordered ours day one. Okay. If I read correctly, I think it was a, um, the Japanese pull for it. Like there wasn't enough in Japan. Okay. So what happened is, um, apparently a lot of people uh, for on on Amazon didn't get their orders. Like Anna uh, from the Switch team was one of them, but they didn't. They literally didn't have enough copies. Of Octopath to give to everybody that pre-ordered one on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So they. Okay, so. So like for her, they literally like refunded her her money because like they're like we can't give this to you. Sorry. Sold out completely in yeah. Japan, uh, like totally with the Japanese boxes. I would assume. Oh wow. And then uh, sold out on Amazon. Yeah. In the U.S. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Which. Cool. Is awesome, but it also makes a lot of sense. It's a they, good thing to happen in a way, but it also kind of sucks for those people that were waiting for their Amazon orders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, how do you expect yeah. a 16-bit, like, you make Final Fantasy fifteen and Kingdom Hearts. You're like, yeah. those are the ones we need to make some it, games it, for. It knocks on the door of nostalgia for sure, and I think that's what drew everybody to it. Yeah. When you make big yeah. games like that, though, I can understand why this little side project... <laughs> yeah, they didn't, like, they didn't think this was going to be anything compared to the to what they're used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well I am Sensina did, but not well. Uh, I would assume they probably looked closer to those numbers than they would anything else. That was probably. a different company, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was published by Square, but it was yeah developed by a different company. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then finally, if you are into Rainbow Six Siege, be be cognizant of the words that you say, the things that you do online. Yes. They have instituted an instant banning for all hate speech. So that means if it's vulgar, obscene, defamatory, racist, sexist, ethically offensive, uh, illegal, <laughs> or yeah. threatening. If somebody takes it as threatening, they can insta-ban you. Yeah. If- I want to rephrase with, uh, if you are a Christian, consider being wary of language or content deemed, etc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you, that's something you should be conscious of anyway. But yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. I get angry playing games online, especially Rainbow Six. That game I, makes I, me rage sometimes. I'll say I won't. I won't talk to other people while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I will. I will get angry and say yeah. things that I shouldn't say. <laughs> this is encouraging though, because like Rainbow Six, 
I've kind of fallen off of Overwatch a little bit just because I don't agree with some things they're doing with that game right now. But I picked up Rainbow Six Siege again the other night, and it encourages me to actually want to talk with people because if they're going to be wary of this and play and talk like, you know, like a positive human being should, right? You know, I think it, I mean, it, it's already a solid community, I think, but it was one of those things where I felt bad because like people were trying to get my attention on things to do. Because I wasn't talking to them and I had everything on mute, and so this this kind of encourages me to maybe try to communicate with uh, people. Like, and, and that's what Rainbow Six Siege like thrives off, thrives off of is communication. I was gonna say I, I tend to, I mean I think I've got mine set up so that it automatically mutes anybody that I'm not partied up with at this point. Yes, yeah, I, I do the okay. same. And it's it's good that it's good to know that they're trying to curtail it because. I mean, Siege is one of those games especially where you have to be communicating with other people. Yes, yes. And if you're not communicating, you are absolutely going to get destroyed because that's <laughs> the kind of game that that is. You have yep. to be working with and coordinating with your team. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's good to know that people could join a random group and not have to worry about that sort of stuff. Exactly. This is this is a good thing for gaming in general, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what they're trying to curtail. Hopefully it kind of translates over and other people start to pick it up too. Yeah. Yeah. To do that and other it's very toxic, you know. Uh, yeah. Areas. The toxicity in our city is what they're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love that neither of you flinched when I said I was that. like what? I caught it but <laughs> I was <laughs> really confused. <laughs> I caught it but uh, yeah. I was like what is, what is he saying? The toxicity in our city. Arena Valor. I kinda of stopped playing because Either I'd play and people would keep quiet, or even if I was like on top, score-wise, people were like, "Dude, you're awful. Get off the game." Mobas I'm like, I'm are Mobas are always worst. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't start that way. When I started playing that uh, Arena Valor, that Moba, everything was like clean and teamwork oriented, and then after a while, you just got people that just yep. We're MOBA players. Cody, when that finally drops on Switch full full bore, I'll play that with you. Okay. I, I will fully get back into that, too. I want to start a GUG I'll tell you game that you're terrible. Whenever, it, uh, <laughs> whenever that comes out, I want to start a like a multiplayer game night. And we'll put it on Twitch and stuff. I mean, cool. Yeah, you could do five people at a time. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah uh, that's it for the news this week, but the pull list is super short. Mm-hmm. Play games that you already own, or get Octopath Traveler. Get Octopath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mother Gunship, which is a bullet hell shmup, and Sonic Mania Plus are coming out this week. Um, it comes you with get the two characters, the armadillo, and then I can't remember what the other one is. It looks like Tails. The but flying it's not. squirrel. It's a, like a flying squirrel, I think. Um, yeah, that's what it's flying. They're squirrel. like obscure Sonic characters, but I think it's got some other type of campaign, and it also has a competitive multiplayer mode that you can do with more than two people up to four players I okay think. the armadillo is cool yeah he like attacks so if you jump on a like a spike with the spikes yeah it'll actually destroy them mm-hmm. Looks which cool. seems huh. really cool to me uh, i was sad that he wasn't shadow the hedgehog but shadow the hedgehog <laughs> couldn't do that so it's okay he looks like if shadow he the looks hedgehog like shadow just slicked back his hair yeah <laughs> i thought shadow just looked like shadow slicked back his hair no shadow's got hair it's spiking up spiky oh it's like if he just took a ton of gel and just it was completely straight back (laughs) sorry i I only actually pay attention to real characters oh (laughs) 
This is like Shadow the Hedgehog if he was playing in Greece. Uh, yeah. What did you say about Greece? Like, like Grease Light to Greece. Like Greece is the word. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog is a great character, by the way, Joe. Yeah, he should have ended he the with... best. He was best in the Archie comics. <laughs> should have... Oh wow! Should have ended with Sonic Adventures two, but Shadow had a great story arc. I'll take your word for it. All right, <laughs> that's that all I got for getting in this week. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't kiss any humans. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Don't call that one a comeback. Is he? How many games is he in? One? He's, in a, he's in too many. He literally needed to be in the first. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you that one is too many, but <laughs> I mean, he wasn't in the first one. He was only in Soccer Rangers Two, but he was in like it should have just been two. Like it was a great story, and he like it's been out forever. I'm gonna and spoil he decided, it. you know what? I'm going to grab a gun and go he crazy. He dies in Sonic Two. Spoiler: It's been. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you weren't planning to play that one anytime soon. <laughs> it's an old game. <laughs> but no, like, they brought him back to life because he was popular, and it was the worst thing they could have done for him. Yep. <laughs> he literally... I'm giving it all away. Joe's never going to play this game. No, yeah, He literally falls from space onto Earth. He dies. That's that's death. Yeah, I would hope you you're. I would hope you stay dead after you fall from space and on into the earth. You wouldn't even yeah. actually make it to the ground to hit the earth. You'd <laughs> like disintegrate Burn the, up atmosphere. In the atmosphere. Well, he's got like they call it hyper shadow, like supersonic. Oh, as he's fallen. So okay. as long as he had enough coins, he'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Super. Uh, talk about. Super tangent. Oh, <laughs> that's that's all I got for gaming. I got nothing else. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where I would go from there anyway. <laughs> Giving every kid character, video game character, a gun. What? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Mavis, Be- Mavis Beacon teaches typing or dies <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mario give Mario a gun but we already gave him a jetpack and a gun in Super Mario Sunshine a so. water gun though you need live ammo baby <laughs> <laughs> hey if the water pressure's high enough you can do some damage well no they did give him a, I mean I guess he got a tank I mean he got guns and rabbits yeah he did get a tank That's those, right. are, yeah. those are more like buster cannons yeah. though and rabbits tank it, he gets a real tank in Odyssey yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. Okay. Now he's edgy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, LJ. I think you're the only one that watched any movies this week. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I watched. Watch any. I watched two movies this week. Okay. Uh, that's a lot uh, for me, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I bought the Alien movie collection on PlayStation because it was on sale for thirty dollars instead of like okay. sixty or seventy. And so I'd never seen the prequel movies and I ha- and I haven't seen the original four in like forever since I was a kid. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go on this journey. And so I decided to watch them in chronological order. That's and cool. Yeah. It's like Marvel a, cinematic universe. It kind of like yeah. starting with, uh, starting with Prometheus, Prometheus. Okay. 
Yeah, so it goes Prometheus, Alien Covenant, and then Alien, mm-hmm. Aliens, and then Alien 3, and then Alien Resurrection. Where was where does AVP fit in there? I don't know because now I'm totally confused. I need to Okay. <laughs> I watched them all in order and I understand less than I did before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind all right. of. Yeah, so uh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I wonder if AVP is canon to either. It, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to everybody on that one because now <laughs> that would be I really know. lame if they were like we made this movie but it doesn't actually See, make I'm more of a Predator guy anyway, so people can fight me on that because I know there's a lot of Alien fans. So, um, anyway, I mean, Predator's way cooler than Alien. What are you? Nobody's exactly. gonna exactly. Nobody um, in the right mind's gonna take that stance anyway. <laughs> Batman with dreads. Why would you hate that? Okay, so. a Batman with dreads that kills. Yeah. Um. So, what? Like the one time I did the Punisher to, versus Predator. That's probably a thing. Um, I hope so. That sounds like another fan film. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be so good. So, the first time I did try to watch Prometheus, like when it came out a, a long time ago, well, not that long, but um, it was kind of, it started off slow and I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> it okay. was late at night and so I didn't make it through it. Uh, so, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this another shot. And so, I never knew how directly tied to Alien it was. And um, it is super tied to everything. Like, Alien, Prometheus and Alien Covenant lead up to the original movie. Um, Michael Fassbender okay. plays this crazy android um, that you don't know whether he wants to kill you or whether he wants to rule the world until the until the second movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think he was that, like, creepy in the first one. I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it in a while. Well, so there's... The second one, I was definitely like, whoa. So he gains this fascination with, like, the whole thing about these alien movies is the theme of creation. And there uh-huh. are obviously a lot of, like, anti-religion kind of themes. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're anti-religion, but they sit on the side of science. Which, right. which it's an alien movie, so I expect that. Um, but they do, like, give nods to, you know, other, you know, to faith in general and things like that. So I appreciate that Ridley Scott took the time to, like, take account for, you know, faith in general and to at least make it this... Um, this other element loosely. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, this all deals with how the aliens are created and all that stuff. And the first one left me uh, having questions. And the second one, uh, as I did research, I found out that Covenant tied way more directly into Prometheus than I thought. Because I, I knew nothing about Covenant um, whenever it came out. But, oh, okay, yeah. They're like yeah, direct sequels. Exactly. And so I liked, like, Covenant was more direct and went straight in, go straight into the first alien movie. And I, I really liked that. Michael Fassbender is, he's, he plays such a good synthetic, like Android. And he talks to himself a lot in that movie, literally. Cause there's two synthetics. He's really good at being emotionless. <laughs> yes. And he literally fights himself. Michael yeah. Fassbender does. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, huh. they're, they're really good movies. Favorite I know. part of Terminator Genesis. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only good part. Was that that was Genesis, right? Yes, that was the, the new only, one. That was the only good part of that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> it made me happy. Yeah, so pe- people uh, give a lot of crap to Prometheus and Alien Covenant, I think, but I really like them for what they are. 
Um, so next I will be going into the original movies and that's going to be fun. Cool. Uh, to do like, I'm kind of surprised how, that I watched them so quickly, but whenever I realized like, Oh, I'm going to be on the podcast on Monday. I was like, maybe I should watch this direct follow up so I can speak to it. So cool. So yeah, that, that, that was me on, on movies. I tried to make sure I had all the grounds covered this week for gaming movies and TV. Nice. I don't ever do a good job with movies. <laughs> it, no, I, I, just, I usually are thing. going on Tuesdays. Yeah, and we just I've picked up more hours at work. Um, I've taken Sundays off. I used to work Sundays so that I can kind of show my wife around the city. And I uh, just not able to watch movies on the Tuesdays that we usually do. And Ant Man's next. I'm going to see Ant Man in theaters. Do it. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just everything I do with, you know, with Geeks Under Grace and work and just gaming in general, I it's tough to get a movie in sometimes, um, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I, I go to the movie theater a lot. I just don't sit home at, and watch movies a lot either. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I'm so behind on Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah. Netflix is the only thing I watch. Yeah. Oh, see, I got mm. Netflix and I do a lot of Netflix and Hulu. I'm super behind, like. There are movies that we've wanted to watch, and I'm like, no, we got to watch the rest of these shows so far. So. Yeah. It's the shows, man, that keep me away from the movies. I'm behind. There are three shows that I need to watch that I haven't because other stuff has come out since that I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to watch this first. Yep. Definitely. Um, so I guess we'll go straight into movie news then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, loosely kind of tied to Alien, kind of put this first. Um, Neil uh, Blomkamp, I think that's how you say it. Uh, he's the yeah. director of. He'd made District Nine, which I liked. Great movie. Um, Elysium, which I really liked. Yeah. I have not seen Chappie, but Chappie's you practically don't need to. a meme now. Um, hey, hey, Chappie's okay. <laughs> is it <laughs> really selling it's... us on it, Joe? It's it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's really not good. I need to watch it just to say I did, like because I like his other movies. Isn't I want to like Chappie, but the humans in that movie are not good. Yeah, isn't the Wolverine in it? <laughs> what? Hugh Jackman? Like the yeah, isn't Hugh Jackman in it? No. I have no idea. No. No, <laughs> that's I don't real steel. About the movie. That okay. I'm gonna do the good research. I thought Hugh Jackman was in Chappie too. No, I don't know. No. Okay. Either way, it's not a good movie. I didn't see it. Now I sound like I haven't seen it at all. I don't know what I'm talking now about. Now I can but... picture an old man Logan Chappie crossover. <laughs> anyway, they they use they use a bank of PS3s to try to break in and hack something in Chappie. I saw Hugh yeah, Jackman is totally in Chappie, he is? and I know better than Joe. He, does he play like a scientist? I can't remember. Okay, well... I refuse to believe that. Okay. It was not a memorable movie. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, okay, so that was not a memorable movie. I know one. that if you, you literally Google Chappie Cast, he is the first actor that pops up. Okay. Yeah, but somebody else is confused. Well, Neil Blomkamp <laughs> is going to direct a, a sequel to a more memorable movie that some would say is even a classic. Um, so, um, Neil Blomkamp is directing a proper RoboCop sequel. Okay. Uh, which That's I've, weird. I've heard some people like RoboCop two, but I hear RoboCop three was garbage. Huh. Um. So this it's literally going to be called RoboCop Returns, and obviously it's going to be rated R. Um. I don't understand. Like I know the last RoboCop reboot thing didn't do well. No, it didn't. Why not just? 
I'm I'm tired of people rebooting things and not just like sticking with it and fixing the issue. Like yeah, just like, make a good movie. They could literally make a sequel to that movie and probably have it be better than the first. Maybe I don't know. I mean yeah, and then kind of like that then you don't a, have to keep rebooting the same thing over and over. That was a slow movie though, but I see with the tactic here is that they're not going to reboot RoboCop necessarily. They're going to actually well they they are forgetting about two and three. They're kind of doing the uh, Lost World thing. Or not Lost yeah. World, uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, though. And they're getting rid of... Yeah, Jurassic World got rid of Lost World and um, and Jurassic Park 3. So that's what they're doing here. And uh, when, I th- when I see Robocop Returns, I can't help but think Superman Returns. Because that okay. was like a spiritual successor to... Hopefully like, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I like Superman Returns, but anyway. How did Wait. you like Superman Returns? Because it was a... Se- it was like a... It was like a spiritual. Se- it was like a sequel to like the original, the originals. Okay. Yeah. But it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kinda like uh, those, like Chappie spinoff. Chappie was rough in its own right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, like the costume looked like bad cosplay. Well, that's because the first. That's because the first movie looked like bad cosplay. Fix the issue. It's modern day. <laughs> like, do you want them to put RoboCop in a bunch of like? Oh, I mean, I was talking about Superman looked like bad cosplay of the originals, but yeah, I know. But are they gonna like? Would you want them to put RoboCop in his eighties costume? No, what they're. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're gonna, update it a little bit. They're gonna give it that Blomkamp grit, though. Like, is what I. Is, yeah, that's what he's gonna do. I think. Uh, I think it'll be really good. I think it will be too. I hope. Unlike I hope Superman it will Returns. be. As long as Chappie's not in it, I think it'll be a good movie. I love the actor for Superman Returns. I don't want to throw that out. He did a great job yeah. with what he was given. He just wasn't given a lot. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I kind of hope it's leaning more towards Elysium as far as... Elysium was good. I liked it. Yeah. And also, like, not... Like, District 9 and Elysium were, like, so different from each other. Yeah. And the way that they felt. But they had that style that, like, carried over. Yeah. I think he could do a really great job with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another uh, movie I, I re- I'm really into is uh, Zombieland, yeah. and the cast is confirmed to return for a sequel. Double it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. I agree. Always buckle up. Cardio. <laughs> uh, so let me Double see. Double tap. <laughs> so, let's see. I'm trying to look look into here um, exactly the details. Mm-hmm. They just like... wanted some Twinkies. <laughs> I know it's, it's all the same cast. Yes. We're getting Eisenberg. Oh, let's see. So the sequel Harrison. has been written. Stone. So the sequel's written and uh, will be directed by the same director after he's Good. done with Venom. So oh. apparently... Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that was the same director. Um, no. So it looks like, yeah, they've said that they are willing to come back is pretty much the story. That's yeah. awesome. I'm. They tried to make a TV show on Amazon. They did that like pilot contest thing. Yeah. And it didn't do well from from what I, I didn't remember. watch the pilot. I didn't either. So we were. I didn't know problem. that it actually got that far. <laughs> I'm glad that it's not a show though. It, yeah. It definitely be better as a movie. But this is definitely giving us what we wanted. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. Needs that budget. Yeah. So. <laughs> Zombieland is happening. Yay! And the next 
and last piece of movie news is the first, probably biggest piece of news coming out of SDCC. So our, far that we... So far. Like, this is like... Yeah. The, but to me, it's like, this is the first piece, and so we, luckily right. we're catching... We film on Mondays, podcast. so... Not, or record on Mondays, I guess. Yeah. So, there's gonna be... Next week's gonna probably be really Comic-Con heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, we got details about Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they've just detailed the plot, and it's a, uh, apparently... It's about them finding this uh, the the special trident or whatever, because mm-hmm. apparently that the one he's got isn't it. It's a quiet Oh what? Oh okay, it's a quiet I don't know. Because what? it's got a quiet Because it's got four prongs. Quadrant. Fine. Oh, there you go. I like quiet. Quad. That sounds better. That sounds quadrant. Joe Joe's got to be yeah. That sounds a lot. Qua- better. Quadrant. Quadrant. Trident, quadrant. Actually, let's make it a tetradent. Tetra is four. <laughs> that makes it more sense. It has claw in it. Okay. I just like saying quiet because it sounds like I'm hunting for wabbits. <laughs> okay. Well, for quiet gin. <laughs> for the sake of conversation, we'll call it a trident. So he's okay. looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is supposed to be like the trident that Aquaman uses. Yeah. In comics. Yeah, so right. the whole thing is uh, Arthur Aquaman. He's That's not his name, Arthur Aquaman. Arthur Aquaman. <laughs> He's a wrestler. <laughs> Arthur Aquaman Curry. Raise your hand if you're here. Aquaman, Arthur. <laughs> I just said. Excuse me, sounded, ma'am. It's pronounced Aquaman. Bad. I said that. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> My oh, father okay. is John Aquaman. <laughs> so Arthur Curry will be yeah, Arthur Curry. Be his there origin you go. Story. Not Arthur Aquaman. It's Arthur Curry. Um, <gasps> so basically, the whole idea is it's his coming of age. He's supposed to take the throne and stuff, I believe. Uh, but he's. I gotta, love that Jason Momoa is like, got to be in his late 30s yeah i know <laughs> maybe 40s like coming of age <laughs> oh yeah i mean like coming into his his role i guess as king right he's not king yet no he's not that, that's what i mean that's what i kind of meant to say he's supposed to be coming into his role as king things happen yeah. he's got oh, what i believe is a, a brother kind of like thor in a way that wants to wage war against the earthlings i believe and wants to attack the coasts and stuff like that tailock okay. woman yeah um. So th- that sounds like the story of yeah. that, of what that's going to be like, and it, it's coming out December twenty first. It's Christmas. I, another thing that I thought was really cool is the fact that it's going to be two. The whole movie is going to be two thirds underwater. Yeah. Which I got to imagine Wait, that's, is really hard. That's going to be real weird for the camera. Yeah, <laughs> and I assume it's not like, real. <laughs> Oh, one well, third I'm... of it is always above the surface. <laughs> okay, that's how it is. I thought you meant like camera angle weird. Would be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's not what I meant. We see all this floating plastic in the ocean for a third of the movie. <laughs> oh, that would be awful. It starts with saving a fish from a soda rig. <laughs> Oh gosh, see this is what happens when Shelly's not here. 
keeps us on track. Keeps us <laughs> yeah, she'll call us out on our bad jokes and she never. Um. <laughs> but no, I th- I think it's gonna be really weird to watch something that is in the like it's in the water for most of the movie. Like so that- the hair floating up, I would imagine it's got to be really hard to like CGI or so that's marketing speak a lot of these for this movie's water. gonna be two thirds green screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I really am. Like, it's gaining some steam. Mm-hmm. That's because the oil... It's going to be... The, the, it'll the be really interesting. boiling over. <laughs> steam. <laughs> ocean. Uh, I was okay. reaching for that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm excited. Yeah. And he'll talk to fish. Maybe so he'll talk like, to fish. I hope he'll talk to fish. Maybe we'll get a cameo from uh, Nemo and Dory and Marlin. <laughs> There's no way they'll nod at Disney, but that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're already Disney. No, that's Marvel. Oh snap! Yeah, this, is, this is a DC movie, Joe. <laughs> I thought all comic movies were owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> they will be one day. What's crazy <laughs> is that if the Fox deal goes through with Disney, then they will own Gotham. Huh. Yeah. That is a conundrum right there. I don't know if, like, I would assume that Warner Bros. will kind of, like, or DC will, like, pull back from that. They'll be like, give it back. Like, we don't have Gotham anymore. But I think, isn't Gotham, it getting canceled also, or like, isn't it ending up. soon, though? Isn't Gotham ending? Yeah, so it'll probably be over before we ever see oh, yeah. anything anyways. But I don't got to worry about that then. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. What do, what do you guys got for, for TV? What, do, what have we been, we've been watching? Yeah, you guys go ahead. I've got stuff this time. I'm always watching either a cooking show or a food show of some sort or a home repair show. So this week it's Sugar Rush. Do you do you do home repairs? I like to watch other people do them. Okay. <laughs> hey, whatever. Works. You're a homeowner. I was like, maybe he's got. I mean, every now and then I do home repairs. Okay. Not not terribly often, but <laughs> every now so- and then. So what's no, Sugar so Rush? Sugar Rush, uh, it starts off with four four teams in a kitchen. <clears throat> they okay. have to do... Uh, the first round is cupcakes. The second round is confections. They have a three-hour timer. And so you got to try to finish your cupcakes as fast as you can, hit the timer. The whole first round gets judged. One team gets eliminated. And then the other three teams continue on, finish their I confections. I thought you said one team gets eliminated. Go ahead. <laughs> eliminated. Uh, and then you all do your confections as fast as possible, hit the buzzer, and they eliminate another team. However much time is left on is banked, if you make it to the final round, you get three hours plus whatever your final banked time is to Ooh. bake this big extravagant cake. And and the, they have a different theme for every single task. Okay. Who cool. eats the cake? The judges. I hope so. Okay. Uh, and the judges are the lady that started Sprinkles Cupcakes. Um, that means nothing to me. It's it's the <laughs> super big, super popular cupcake line um, that, that okay. got started. She's got them all over the world now, I think. Uh, and then this, this really well-known patissier uh, guy that does desserts and stuff in uh, Australia. His name is Zumbo. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Adriano Zumbo. 
I, I knew him from other cooking shows that I'd watched. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then they I always have Jackman. A, and then every well every uh, every episode they have a guest on as well. Okay. Cool. It's it's fun. It's it just I enjoy that kind of stuff as my that's kind Another of my Netflix wind show? down stuff. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. Netflix exclusive actually. I didn't know there were so many cooking shows on Netflix. There are, and like... a lot of them are Netflix exclusive. Like they just started doing these. Yeah. Huh. So the one that they did that I watched a couple weeks, they've got somebody feed Phil, which is Netflix exclusive. They've got um, nailed it, which is yeah. Netflix exclusive, and now this Sugar Rush show. Just as I, long as I like this kind of stuff. Just as long as you're not binge eating while you're binge watching, I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have 14 cupcakes at 11 p.m. One per episode. Yeah. I bought those really soft, sugary cookies today. And I was like, I'm not going to eat any when I get home. Don't worry. My wife was like, don't eat those. <laughs> I was like, I'll wait. And now I've eaten three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see you show such restraint, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love those cookies so much. Yeah. They're amazing. <laughs> that's, that's really the only thing I've been watching this week. But I've been cool watching you, LJ. You have time through all these movies? Huh? Oh yeah. Well, see, most most of the time I, I usually do watch TV uh, or not TV necessarily, but Netflix or Hulu. Right. Uh, the that's one TV now. Yeah. <laughs> so the one I've been watching a lot of, uh, I usually kind of pick like a comedy or something to pass the time. If I if I'm just like eating some lunch or whatever, or if I, you know, if I just want to watch something real quick and until there's something else I got to do. Um, so I've been watching the Goldbergs on Hulu. Okay. Um, so that, uh, ever since we covered that, the news about Rick Moranis being involved, uh, it yeah. kind of, it kind of encouraged me to go check it out because I've heard good things and it's pretty funny. Uh, I, I like it. The only thing is the mom is a little nuts, but I think there's probably a lot of people <laughs> can relate out there in, in, in a way. You know, just overprotectiveness. Uh, the, the references are, are great. I feel like that's probably what a lot of people watch that for. But it's genuinely uh, a funny show. I, I literally laugh out loud a couple times during one episode. I liked what I've watched of it. Oh, it's got... I'm trying to think of the dad's name. But he's been in a bunch of stuff. Carl, uh, Jeff, Ted. No. Sam, No, Joe. he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um... <laughs> Really His name is Joe. <laughs> I, I refuse I your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> Fair. I, I don't know his actual name. I was just... I, I'm trying to think of the name off the top of my head, but I'm not in the background to Google it or anything. Something Goldberg. No, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Prerequisites for starring in the show, you must have the last name <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> no, actually, the creator of the show is literally... Uh, pl- uh, is the kid from the show. Well, not the actor, yeah. but... Like it's the story. It's like everybody hates Chris in a way. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's genuinely funny. Uh, everybody I, I hates Chris in a way. What way does everybody hate Chris? <laughs> uh, Lots of ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's it is to, it is totally funny. I mean, have you seen Chris Rock do a comedy lately? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody seen Chris Rock do a comedy lately? Mm, I, don't I don't think know. so. I, I really like Chris Rock. I can't. I'm just joking. Yeah. Chris Rock is actually really funny. It's, it's a good show. Like, I think it's also because, 
like I was literally born in 1990, and so like just some of the things, like especially like movie references and stuff, I get because my brother was you know kind of I got my taste in movies from him, and so like some of the first movies we ever watched were like Goonies, Legend, The Lost Boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff like that, so it's like I really get into like the movie references and stuff. But it, if you ever grew up in that era, um, then I, I think it's definitely the show for people that have. So it's it's good. That's cool. what I've been watching. I have been watching Fate Next Encore. I had to think about the name of it because it's weird. How many? Yeah. It's another Netflix original. It is the second Netflix original made that makes it five shows that have English dubs. I don't know about Japanese dubs. <laughs> unz, unz, unz. So Fate was that, one of that, the that dub said. Fate was one of the series that uh, whenever I started to Google like in what order to watch the Alien movies, it was a uh, in in what order should I watch and then had Aliens and then one of those was the Fate series. Fate. <laughs> <laughs> it's convoluted. Yeah. And it doesn't help that it's never nothing is like a direct sequel to the next. Yeah. Uh, except for Zero to Unlimited Blade Works. <coughs> but like Apocrypha mm-hmm. happens in an alternate reality, Unlimited Blade, Blade Works and uh, Fate Stay Night are alternate realities. And this one is like really it's it's in the future. And it doesn't feel like the other Fate series. It has the dark tone that the rest of them do. Mm-hmm. but it almost feels like Madoka Magica, uh, which is another anime that's like, it's really trippy <laughs> and abstract. Like there's a guy, a perfect example is there's a character that is walking down the hallways and it's cool. Cause it does call back to the other shows, but like his eyes where his eyes should be is like goggle shaped, like scuba goggle shaped. And then it's a galaxy weird like, behind his, in his face. Huh? Okay. And it's this silhouette of a guy. Like, it's super abstract <laughs> art through the whole thing. Huh. Uh, and it's it's weird. The galaxy's on Orion's belt. <laughs> it's a They're making a Men in Black spinoff. That's the second Men in Black reference in the, in the show. They're making a spinoff? <laughs> yeah. Men in yeah. Grey? I don't know what it's going to be called. It's that 21 <laughs> Jump Street thing, right? No, it's like a, a straight up like I think it's a TV show they're working on. Oh, and it's gonna be a spinoff with every, different characters. I think it's gonna be Men in Black, but with different characters. Everything's a TV show now. Everything's a TV show. Yep. The I do want to say with this next encore, it has some very risque. I guess. So how many encores scenes. have there been if it's the next encore? I don't know. I would <laughs> see the next. Somebody encore. told me. I just found it the other day. Haven't checked it out. Probably not going to. Probably shouldn't even mention it. But they have unlimited. They have Fate Day Night Unlimited Beachworks. What? Oh goodness! That sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, my friend told me about it. I uh, I didn't I didn't Google it. it sounds because... like fan service just waiting yeah. for you. That's exactly yeah. And that's what I I wanted to mention with this like this uh, next encore. They have the thing that they transport in has this huge bathhouse thing and so they take like baths regularly and they talk completely naked and that's awkward sometimes they cover up stuff or they like pretend that they're at an angle that you don't see anything even though it's just not present and it's like full body nudity oh yeah Uh, so they're not ashamed is this a netflix 
Netflix original. Okay, Netflix, they're willing to get risque with stuff a lot of the times that... It's just... What bugs me is, in the last one, it the, they did some stuff that actually like made sense, and it was it was creepy, and it made you uncomfortable, and I mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, it's probably not safe for Christians, but then it actually ended up being like really good for the story. Like, it made you uncomfortable on purpose. Oh, that was uh, Parker, right? Yeah. yeah. This is like fan service for the sake of fan service, and you could literally, uh, which is kind of nice in a way, is that you could literally close your eyes and listen to the dialogue because they're literally just sitting in a bathhouse talking. Uh, and you don't actually like it. The scenes themselves are so unnecessary to the story that they could have been doing that walking in a forest or walking in a town, but instead they decided to have this conversation in this bathhouse for the sake of the fan service. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. But for those who follow the series, there are 128 epic heroes Whoa. about in this. Uh, and there's reasons behind it, and it's crazy. Uh, Sounds like a fighting it's... game roster. <laughs> <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimate Ultimate. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> Other than those scenes, and I've seen two of them now, uh, and I'm about halfway through the show, uh, it's been really cool um those just totally ruined it for me i'm like really other than that though that's been what i've been watching i don't think i've oh i finished voltron oh you did okay yeah voltron is oh it's so good like the last season i had gone i went wow voltron's really gotten good like it was kind of a slow start and you fell in love with the characters but it wasn't like super story driven uh, and so that last season i was like wow they've really ramped things up and like made this quality show and this season you, you watch about three episodes and then it turns into this really strong season as well uh and it's it's my favorite season so far i need to go I'm, back and catch up on it yeah yeah i'm frustrated with some of the story beats but it's okay that i'm frustrated with them like it's fine because it's not bad story beats. It's just like, man, I really wanted this to happen, but it it's really, really intense at the end. I did try to watch an, an episode or two um, recently, just because you had been talking about it, and I I hadn't watched enough to where I could really speak on it. But uh, I I did get back into okay. it a little bit. Like I'm gonna try and watch more for sure. Yeah, I feel like those first two seasons uh, were yep. kind of slow. That first season is definitely slow. Yeah, and it feels like a kid's show. I just show. got right after the part when they um, <clears throat> when Hunk and um, what's his name, the dude in the red, um, Keith. When, yeah, Keith. Yeah, when they go and uh, they they go and uh, they have to get that stuff from that worm, the giant like space worm thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, also, I brought up the D and D name last week. They had like a an episode that had the D and D game. It's called mm-hmm. Monsters and Mana. Cool. Figure that out after. It's the, on the nose after the podcast. Huh. Yeah, I said cool. That's on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. That's cool. I still think that needs to be a show in itself. That's my goal but... is to get to that episode because that episode sounds so cool. Yeah, it's so much fun. I I can't recommend this show enough though. Like these last two or three seasons have just been that amazing, uh, and this last season just blew me away. Everything that was happening, I was like, what? That's what I hear. It's it's cool. 
It's I, I do need to get back to it. I watched the first season, just never got back around. Yeah, I and I understand. Like I said, it was super <laughs> DreamWorks kid focused at that point. DreamWorks has been killing it on Netflix. Yeah, I've heard Troll Hunters is really good too. Yeah, LJ, you had mentioned it. Yeah, you've watched it or you want to watch I it? I watched some of it. It was like I did kind of like with Joe and and Voltron. I kind of watched like the first couple episodes or so, and I just haven't been back to it. Okay, yeah. I had a friend while I was helping him move. He said that uh, it was amazing. It's got like the animation style like, of like How to Train Your Dragon. It's and I love those movies. Um, okay, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. It's, it's cool. And so we're talking about DreamWorks Netflix, uh, which makes Voltron, makes Troll Hunters, I think makes How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, yeah. yeah. We have actually a lot of like DreamWorks Netflix news. We got a couple of different things. First of all, we talked about She-Ra, which is He-Man's sister. That cousin? sounds right. Sister. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's sister. Yeah. There are images of that show now, and that is made by Netflix and DreamWorks, like I said. They look good. They remind me of, I can't remember the name of the show. I think it's Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which not is familiar an amazing that. Disney I've show. I've seen, I know what you're talking about. I've never actually watched it, but I know what you're talking about. It's got a very tuner style. It reminds me of... The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, just that weird, like, kind of, I don't know how you say it, just that kind of weird-looking art style, like, very exaggerated Yeah. style. And so, I don't know why this reminds me of that, because if you look at it, it's not, they're not little chibi-looking characters, it's yeah. a full character, yeah. but they have kind of the color palette, I guess, that I see in... Uh, Star versus the Force. Yeah, it honestly looks like something you'd, you'd find on like Nickelodeon or something. Yeah, it's super colorful yeah. from the stills we've seen. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I I'll be checking it out because Voltron's so good. Yeah, DreamWorks <laughs> like, makes quality content too. for sure. Yeah, and then the other DreamWorks thing is, and I'm so stoked for this. DreamWorks and Netflix are working on a show called The Dragon Prince which apparently is based off a book I know nothing about. Yeah. But the reason I'm excited is the people that are writing it are the same writers that did Avatar The Last Airbender. Yep. Like the the cartoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah not, not the, the movie. movie. It's... <laughs> uh, also did Legend of Korra, which I thought was wonderful. A lot yeah. of people didn't like it. So kind of a toss-up there. If, if you feel like they've lost their touch, maybe you'll be less excited than I have. And then I yeah. I was reading when I looked at that, ar- that article, it sounded like one of the writers or something, or one of the animators uh, worked on the, the uh, two of the Uncharted games as well. They were involved in those okay. somehow, too. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So they know good I, story. <laughs> I'm excited because of the Avatar writers, but if it's based on a book, I'm sure they're going to stay relatively close to the book. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, how much creative liberty they can have. But they can do that. They with develop a TV characters show. unlike any other cartoon really does. Yeah. Or the cartoons that do, there are some more now, but I feel like there weren't any before in the United States, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. American cartoons with so much character development. Like you were saying, characters. like Voltron feels very Avatar like because there's so character, there's yeah. so much character development. Yeah, there's a ton yeah. of character development in that. That's good really stuff. Good. You get really invested in those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's exciting. And then kind of shifting things a little bit. HBO is teaming up with Joss Whedon to make a sci-fi show. What kind which, of sci-fi show? 
I'm not. Ex- I don't know. The Nevers is what's what it's called, and it sounds like the Nevers is based on something, but I've never heard of it before. Well, I think th- the news here that I, I when I was reading this article is that it's been a while since he's been back to TV. Like I think one of the last things he did was Agents of Shield when he whenever he contributed to that, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw the show. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what it's about. But apparently, Dollhouse was the name of a show he worked on. Oh yeah, years okay. ago. Um, and then Firefly, you know, like and then Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer. Like he can't like TV. The TV realm is where he got his start, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think this is a huge deal, uh, regardless. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited for it. Plus HBO, I know like HBO is going to have also risky material, but he's going to be able to do what he wants there. Yeah, I don't. I think, he's not. I don't think he's necessarily going to be one of those people. Like he might push for it, but I, I feel like he's bigger than than just throwing that stuff in there because it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah. I think he's he's able to tell a good story. Definitely, like without anything yes. like that. Yeah, uh, we'll see what he does. HBO. I don't know. It's might HBO. Actually be they, like, he hey. might just be like, hey, it's HBO. Let me run free now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I really I see hope... HBO saying, "Hey, you got to throw a scene in there." This yeah. is HBO. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, who knows if that? <laughs> I don't know how that situation works. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, "What? No naked people? You need a shower scene." <laughs> it's yeah. HBO. It's true. I don't. I don't remember how risque Dollhouse was. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what that show is at all. So I. I mean, I just know like when I was reading an article, that was the name of a show. But yeah. I can see. Yeah. Just by the title, that could probably be a pretty uh, intense show. I, I don't know what it is, but... What I don't get, there's a lot of people really, like, done with Joss Whedon. It's just because he's it's all doing because of Justice right League. Now. And yeah. everyone wants a Zack Snyder cut. And I don't understand that because everybody hated Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Well, now that I'm thinking out loud, I do remember Batman vs. Superman, the uncut version, was actually pretty good. Yeah, and a lot of people said, "Wow, if you just let Zack Snyder do your th- do his thing, then he could have made up a good movie." Yeah, uh, so maybe that has part of it. But I didn't think that Joss Whedon ruined Justice League. It was I think kinda, Justice League was just doomed was kinda, from the start. Yeah, I was gonna say it was definitely doomed from the start, and like he's got his hands in a few different cookie jars, you know. Like, yeah, I could see why he, people are he made Avengers. Yeah, he made Firefly. He's got my complete respect. <laughs> Like, he didn't make Avengers, but he was the director that brought that to life, and yeah. that was, like, a dream fulfillment for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll I'll at least check it out. Uh, maybe. I'll want to check it out. I'm so far behind on shows right now. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see if anything... Yeah. We'll see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Going on to a few Twitter discussion questions. I say Twitter. These actually aren't pulled from Twitter. Right, LJ? Yeah, so what happened was uh, last week I asked everybody, and my thing is my Twitter account also shares stuff to face to my Facebook profile, and it says via Twitter on it, and then so I said, use the hashtag GUGCast to... Where people uh, just commented on the Facebook. Yeah, so they just commented on my Facebook, but um, they were all good questions, and so I figured, well, if we don't get many of these next week, then, you know, maybe we could use these, so... Yeah, yeah. I, we should probably rename it from Twitter discussion to something else. Yeah, because we just call it Twitter discussion. Just we're pulling them from writing, writing questions. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe one of these days I'll pull. You know, I'll, I'll get the community group and or something on Facebook to interact or something. We'll but do. if you want to ask us a question, 
Yeah. Use the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and maybe we'll look at, I don't know, do it in other places. Too. We'll get it a different name. Yeah. But the uh, best place to do it is on Twitter with the hashtag GUGCast. Uh, and we love answering your questions. Yes. Like Josh Berkey's. Okay. It's the apocalypse. There is one video game left to play. What is it? Tetris. Wait, Tetris? I don't know. I mean, well, see, there's two ways you could take this. Is this one game that everybody's playing? Or is this, like, what is the one game you would want to play if it was the only game left? Right. I don't know. Because my immediate thought was, I've played Super Mario Bros. 3 more than any other game. Yeah. And I was like, that's obviously it, Sarah. And then I was like, no, it's not. Because I've got that game so memorized that I would be so mad at myself if that was... If I had the deciding factor in what game stayed and it was that. Mm-hmm. It was a piece of art, though. I think mine... What'd you think, mine would one be... Game. Well, the one game I can tell you I've put hundreds and hundreds of hours into has been Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm-hmm. Like, that game I could probably still play endlessly. Like, the third one is definitely aged for me at this point. Because uh, okay. I used to play a lot of that one, too. Um... But I was also thinking of like maybe uh, a roguelike, like something that is ever changing. Like you're gonna die, right. but you're also not gonna get the exact same experience every time you start it up. Okay, so that would be ideally like something like, um, oh, like Enter the Gungeon, or you know, just I'm trying to think of some other roguelikes right now. Um, maybe even I know it's a little bit harder, but like something like Into the Breach or or whatever. There's so many good roguelikes out there that uh, that I would love yeah. to. Like, if it was to be my one game left, it, it, they hold a different experience every time. What do you think, Joe? I don't know. I mean, I tend to think if there's only going to be one game left for everybody to play, you're going to mm-hmm. want something multiplayer because... That's true. Then everyone can play it together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and on top of that, that yeah. I mean, like, you can play... Or Call, servers. You can play Call of Duty or Fortnite, PUBG, whatever, you know, Battlefield. Yeah. And so long as you have a set of maps, a set of weapons, like you're playing the same thing over and over and over again, but you're never getting bored with it. If the server yeah. is still active in the apocalypse, right? <laughs> so that one of those or an MMO. You Call of Duty even got the server. Knowing our luck, it would be either Destiny or Call of Duty, and even in an apocalypse, I'd probably still say I'm done with, done with Destiny. <laughs> so <sighs> my answer is a game I just, that I. I gave Joe a sad future. <laughs> no. My, my answer, what I'm thinking of, even though I don't ever play it, would be Minecraft. Yeah. I can no. See, I, no? I, see, no. I, I could do Minecraft probably. Like, I probably could. I, I don't play Minecraft. I'm very much over Minecraft. Because it's survival but... for dummies, which is perfectly, like, my speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game, and it's versatile. So you can play yeah. that online with people. You can even get you creative can, mode and just build Lego uh, virtual you can just Legos. Build, yeah, you yeah. can actually like play it with mission. Like, there's so much to that game. Yeah. That if it was the only game, it's the most versatile game uh, in existence. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna and be frank. Multiplayer. If you're going based on that, I'm gonna say GTA Online. I've never okay. played GTA Online, but I've seen footage of a lot of chaos that happens there. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's it'd be the. We we I talked about um, mm-hmm. when we were talking about Ready Player One. It's kind of like the Oasis in a way. You yeah, have to kind of do whatever you yeah. want and get away from reality. Huh. Uh, yeah, I just I think Minecraft I could build for yeah days. I had fun with it, um, and I already own it on two systems. So it's like if 
I own it on three. Oh. <laughs> Joe hates it. He's got three of them. I don't have any. I don't play Minecraft. I haven't played I Minecraft play since like 2011. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sad part. I haven't. I've had a mobile version for a while, but <laughs> so, I haven't played. So you a said you were going to save your answer, and it's a game you don't play. So that was it. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, 20, 2011 was the, probably the last time I played it. It's probably the oh, last what? time most people played it. <laughs> no, you know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. It's in the <laughs> Which NPD, makes me even like more every sad. Month. <laughs> you could make a MOBA out of Minecraft. You probably could. Weird. Don't give somebody that idea because it's gonna happen now. Make a boba. You just like incept instead of holding the tower, you have to tear the tower down. Mobile craft. Mobile craft. All right. Everything about this portion makes me angry. <laughs> we have another question. I'll move oh. on before Joe explodes. Dallas <laughs> Mora asks, or creep. "How do you stay positive and motivated when it comes to your ministry?" When you're in the midst of a season where it feels like you're not growing or seeing benefit. A little bit a little bit heftier of a question. Yeah. Joe, you seemed pretty confident in an answer earlier. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think this is one that you can look to Jesus for. Uh, <laughs> take a break. Get away. Relax. Yeah. Like, you need time to be insular and recover. Yeah. Spend yeah. time with just yourself, your thoughts, prayer, God. Like, I got so frustrated with our community a couple years ago when I was part of the moderator team. I had to step back. Yeah. Because I was stressing out about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and Yeah, it was... even, I, even I did for a brief time, too. And then I came on the board, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll work with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, t- having that time away, even though, even though it's a ministry, yeah. like... Ministers burn out so fast. Yes. Because they feel like they have to pour 100% of everything in all the time. And that's not the case. You need time to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus needed time to get away. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess to piggyback off that, is I literally work at a church. I do facilities and maintenance at my church. And uh, it it definitely gets, like, stressful. And obviously... You know, I'm one of the guys that's doing the setup and cleanup. And so, like, oh, we need this setup by this time and this day. And, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, it's just sometimes it all just builds up and it gets, like, stressful. Um, You definitely just have to kind of take yourself away from it and remind yourself, like, this thing's bigger than my desires and my needs. Um, You know, it's it's, it's definitely, it's, it's something, like, obviously you do need to think about yourself and, like I've heard Joe say this before too, is like you need to think about yourself and your own well-being as well in the midst of mm-hmm. ministry because if you find yourself crashing and burning, that's or if you start to see yourself do that, then you definitely need to step away. Um, yeah. I kind of, like to be honest, I don't talk about this much, but there was a time where uh, a couple, like, couple years ago, um, I didn't even, it was just so easy to not actually go to a Sunday service for a while because I was there at the church uh, so much and so it was one of those things it's like i just kind of I, I i didn't go <laughs> it was so easy not to um and then eventually because of geeks under grace this is kind of crazy how how god kind of put a spin on this well because of the things that uh my church saw me doing with geeks under grace they're like hey can you help us moderate the 
the uh, Facebook live videos and the services on Sundays? And I said, yeah, that'd be, you know, that'd be cool. I'm down for that. I'm good at that. But it also helped me get back into the Sunday flow. Like, cause I would just, yeah. and then a lot of the times I would go in at, at noon after services were over to work if I had to work. Like I wouldn't be there for service, but it definitely got me back into the, into the Sunday service and it got me back into that flow of a Sunday morning that I should have been in instead of just choosing to sit home until it was time to clock in. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my story. Um, it just kind of took myself away from the bigger picture and it was God telling me like, Hey, if you want to get back into it, then here's how. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, so before geeks and grace, my YouTube channel was at like 200 subscribers and it was like stagnant there. It wasn't moving. And, uh, so when you're talking about, you know, not growing, not seeing benefit, Mm-hmm. At that point, like, I think the motivation for me was that I found it fun. Yeah. And if you don't find it fun, <laughs> then, like, a few views, it, it sucks to leave even those few views yeah. and I understand that connection with those people. Um, but just find something that you enjoy. Yeah. Like, do something, even if it is ministry, um, find something that you, you like doing. Um, or take a break from it altogether, like, you know, Joe was saying, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of be in a season of rest. Uh, we were actually, me and my wife were just listening to a podcast from Jefferson Bethke and Aliska Bethke. They do like love at last. He's like Jesus greater than religion yeah. poem guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, they talked about that right now they don't ever go out they just stay home but they're like in the season of rest and they said it actually because they don't have any um responsibilities at night to do one thing or the other they're able they actually have more free time to do what they do want to do they have that margin um the other thing i think on the other side of that though i think um i don't know if it's necessarily healthy but for me um there's sometimes that like do the podcast and it's like man really just want to sleep just don't want to do it (laughs) um but the motivation there's motivation in knowing that people are like excited to listen to the podcast yeah they would be like bummed and i don't use that as like a well i gotta do it because people are counting on me it's like an exciting thing for me i'm like people are like into this like I, i get to be a part of this that's awesome yeah um and so even if it weren't growing um if it was just you know, the same people writing in every week or something like I'd be down as long as people are listening and enjoying it. Like mm-hmm. that's awesome. And I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I think that's what kept my YouTube channel going for a long time was, uh, knowing that people were checking in every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, these, these people actually like, like this. That's yeah. really cool. Even yeah. if it doesn't grow, I've got these people. Um, I think if you worry about the numbers and you worry about, um, the growth too yeah. much, then it's, it's not fun. Like it's not, well, that's like, um, change I, I, one life. I look at our, our Twitch team and, you know, like, you know, we always, you know, I, I've talked about before how, like, I would love to see our viewership grow and I would love to see our audience grow. Um, because like, I, I know sometimes, especially for the team, you know, like it, it not that it can't, I mean, it, to be honest, it probably can be discouraging sometimes, you know, we get like a handful of people, but it's those handful of people that matter. And it's those, yeah, things that keep us going it's those things that keep us wanting to do better and and uh, grow but it's yeah 
I, I definitely to quote Batman, either. just save one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to add to that? No, I think mm-hmm. it's it's great. Cool. And then, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? I forgot to mention that last week. Shelly oh. had something good, and it's all right, she'll yeah. probably forget by the next time she comes. That was my bad. I will try to remember that there are other things besides movies, video games, TV that we geek out about from time to time. Um, um I got my my fifth edition players book, players handbook for D and D. Yeah, and I got awesome. a set of dice. And I've I've played a little bit over the years, not a whole lot, like in person with people. Mm-hmm. I mostly play D and D games on computer or whatever. But there's there's a few members of the staff that are looking at getting a doing a one shot at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I wanted to have that stuff just in case. Um, <laughs> yeah, and steady it's, up. It's, it's neat to have the book there and to read through the descriptions of everything and be like, oh, this is this is cool. It's a lot of reading for sure. <laughs> like, feel the weight of the dice. And they're they're metal dice, so it's like oh. really significant. I could If you get through it, Xanthar's Guide to Everything is also a book you should pick up. Okay. Huh. It's part of 5e, um, but it's like an expansion almost in a way. Okay. It gives you like more class choices and stuff. Okay. Huh. It's cool. 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 Um, real Anything quick, else for LJ? Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, I'm almost done with uh, Way of Kings from the Stormlight Archives. I know Shelly goes extensive and on rants and talks about it. I know she's been reading <laughs> through all those. That's kind of yeah. why I started reading it, because I'm like, you know, this, there's got to be something to this. Um, I'm doing it. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm doing the audiobook version. And uh, the original time was like 50-something hours. And so I'm pretty sure I'm getting down to about where I got 10 hours left. Things are kicking, like getting ready. Things are building up for the climax. Alliances are being made that I didn't expect. Things are happening that I didn't expect to actually happen. It's just one of those things. It's like the buildup is is like the climax is here. It's getting ready to go off. So yeah, I'm very excited. And I've literally... Uh, have spent like I pay a monthly for Audible, and so I've spent all the credits I've I have been able to spend on getting every book in that series. So that's like another like two hundred to three hundred hours probably of of book to listen to. So yeah. I'm I'm down for it. I'm I'm really into it. Uh, I keep hearing like oh just wait till the next book, and so I'm like yeah I'm gonna get there. So. That's so much audio. And because it's, like I said, it's it's tough to watch movies and it's tough to actually sit down and read a book just with all the things I do and how with how busy I get. So audio is, the audiobooks are perfect for whenever I've, I'm done listening to like all my podcasts for the week. Because I listen mm-hmm. to all, like quite a few of them. And then with IGN changing their schedule, that's going to affect my flow a little bit too. It's throwing me off so much. Yeah, so it's... It's weird. Also, real quick, we yeah. are on Google Podcasts, which is their new app. Yeah. Uh, we will stay on Google Play, if that's yes. where you're listening. But if you were like, want to migrate over, yeah. we are there. I got the email from Podbean saying, like, you know, here's here's what's Google doing to make your transition easier to the new app. And it was like all Podbean. They're just like, here you go. You're on this new app now. So Sweet. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, just because of the change in podcast flow with the IGN podcast that I listen to, it's leaving more time in the beginning of the week for me to actually get into audiobooks more. So I'm I'm kind of kind of um it's it's helping me get through the book more. So cool. That's about it. Sweet. Well, I've been moving, so I haven't done anything else. <laughs> it's, it's been it's gonna be a crazy two months. Yeah. Um, I, Moving, I moved a couple months ago, and that was an experience. So yeah, yeah moving is never so slowly easy. is a weird thing. Like it's always been kind of a hectic rush. Yeah, but I'm like, I got a podcast at my mom's house for a month. Oh yeah, that's gonna be real weird. Um, <laughs> but anyways, does she hate you for doing it? She she supports me, but she very much like forgets on a constant basis. Like I was invited to dinner tonight. <laughs> that happens to me and I'm all like, the time. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I need a podcast. Yeah, it's like last. And she week. was like, "Oh, I thought you stopped everything." And I was like, "Well, I tore everything down, but nobody can see anything, so I still podcast because it's my voice." I've uh, yeah. Like she doesn't know what a podcast is. I don't think it's funny because the other guys in my group, in my church group, all form stuff around Monday because we do the podcast on Monday. That's cool. So my brother and several of our other friends play Smite every Monday night. Like oh, that's, nice. their, okay. that's their dedicated Smite night. Smite night, yeah. yeah. Forget Fortnite, Smite fight night. Yeah, fight night, Smite night. Well, because because we used to do our guys, yeah. our church group guys dinner on Monday nights. So mm-hmm. all the women did their dinner that night too. Okay. And so all of our friends that were married were like. That's the night that I can do it because the wife is out hanging with her friends too. There you go. <laughs> it works out for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Shelly, if you listened, we missed you. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. LJ, you can find me on Instagram at LJ and streaming on the Geeks Under Grace channel Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armour. In closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Peace.